Thanks for listening to Alt Latino. We'd like to better understand who is listening and how you're using podcasts. Please help us out by completing a short, anonymous survey at npr.org slash podcast survey, one word. It takes less than 10 minutes and really helps support the show. That's npr.org slash podcast survey, one word. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. Last month, as we started to live a life of quarantine and social distancing, we started a conversation with three musicians who were at the time facing a very big unknown. A nationwide lockdown meant performance venues were shuttered and all music gigs were essentially wiped out. All musicians became part of the economic unknown facing the entire country. It's time to catch up to those musicians to see how things have changed over the last five weeks. We're going to talk to Enrique Chi. He is the leader of the Kansas City-based band Making Movies, and he's also involved in a few other things that we're going to hear about. David Garza is a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and record producer. He is the co-producer of a new album from vocalist Fiona Apple. And Rocio Marron plays violin and viola in Southern California and was a regular in the orchestras that performed on live TV shows like the Grammys and in recording studios for pop music and film soundtrack work. We'll also hear how the shutdown has affected that work. Here's the interview. Okay, so first of all, welcome back, everybody. Thank you again for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. When we left off, uh, the lockdown had just started. We were talking in March, I think at the end of March, and um, things were pretty uncertain. Now we're in May, and uh, things have uh, at least settled down somewhat in terms of what you guys do for a living. So let's start with that. Rocio, let's start with you. And how have things changed and how have they stayed the same for you? Well, still all of the the TV work last year around this time of year, I did um, several of the live shows for The Voice and a couple American Idol. So that's kind of like something I usually expect at this time of year. It's kind of like been happening every year for the last eight or nine years. And um, that's completely out. And so pretty much all the live gigs, everything is, is just not happening anymore. Recording sessions and, you know, Coachella obviously canceled, which I had played the last couple of years. What is happening are, I still have a couple students that have opted to stay with online lessons. So it's just kind of adapting to teaching them and, and like finding creative ways to keep them engaged so that they're not like losing interest. So I have to spend, you know, a lot more time preparing. I send them recordings and charts and kind of like teaching aids to help them. And we had our first um, little Zoom performance and which surprisingly they were looking forward to. And it was so nice. Like some of the kids invited their grandparents to tune in and I was like, wow, like, you know, I just didn't expect that they were going to be this excited. And some of them were like, oh, can I play two pieces? And, and it was really, really nice. Like some of the grandparents tuned in and, and this one of the grandmothers, I just watching her face, she had the biggest smile and it it just looked like her heart was going to explode. And I was like, this is like so amazing to see, you know, like that And it was really nice. So I said, okay, well, we're going to do another one in two weeks, you know, invite any family that you haven't seen, like anybody that you want to hear you play, we're going to do another one. So we'll just, I mean, that way it's something for them to look forward to. So you're saying that your students invited people that 
normally wouldn't be able to see them play like in other cities? Yeah, and I, I wasn't expecting it. Surprisingly, I, you know, when I logged on, I started seeing like grandparents popping up and I guess they had sent the, the link to some of their family members, which was really nice. <laughs> One girl had both sets of grandparents that logged in and yeah, so they took turns performing for one another and just watching their little faces, you know, and the way they were clapping for each other. It was it was really sweet. And um, the other thing is my class, I teach a mariachi ensemble class at Cal Lutheran University. When we first went into lockdown, I was thinking, how am I going to do this? You know what? I, I don't even have any clue. <laughs> like, how am I going to make this happen for the rest of the semester? Because somehow we had to produce something and have them feel like they're learning and being engaged. So luckily I was able to get a videographer is going to help me with this. So this is going to be like our final project where everybody records from home and they each submit a video of themselves and we'll put it together for a video. I feel fortunate to have support from the university and they want to feature it on one of their webinars. They have like a weekly like town hall webinar where they feature different different things that are happening around campus. So that's something that we're looking forward to. Let's go to Enrique. Tell me about what's happened since uh, we started this conversation. One thing that we did when I, I saw Turing go away, we had already had an in-person chat with these young songwriters that are going through a program for the foundation that we started in Kansas City. And as soon as this came down, we realized, well, why does, we could just switch that to completely web-based. And then that started to unlock the idea that that we could do a series of these. And all my musician friends are out of work and they have time on their hands. So we booked out six of these webinars. We got some partnership from an organization called Music Across Borders, another one called Inner Urban Art House, and then Lifted Logic. These three organizations came together, pulled together some resources so that, that we could um, employ musicians to do this. And so once a week we are having these webinars and we had Azdrew from Ozo Motley, we had Steve Berlin, and his engineer do a webinar. We had Lou Perez from, from Los Lobos. And these are all kids that, that they already see music as their lifeline. Like they see like, this is like, this is the way I'm gonna communicate who I am to people. Well, next week we have Flor de Toloache. And then the following week we have Ed from Chicano Batman. And it's every Tuesday night. And uh, we, we just kind of got some momentum and unlocked some more resources. So I'm gonna keep programming this um, until musicians go back on tour. I'm gonna call all my friends who are working musicians and just have them come and, and hang out with these kids for an hour. That space is really precious. It's super exciting because it, it creates like these really vibrant conversations. And then a lot of things that, that Louis was speaking to, if you, if you disconnect them from music, he's ta he was talking about like, well, I felt like I had to write about my neighborhoods. I felt I had to write about the things that I'd seen. And then a, a little girl asked, little girl, she's like, 13, but so young songwriter asked, I, have, I wrote a song about that kind of stuff. What do you do to not feel afraid to sing it in front of people that might disagree? I wrote a song about immigration and the border. I miss touring, but I'm really grateful that this thing has opened up and has created these conversations that are just flowing and, and they're really special. So I'd, I'd invite you all, we have um, our friends audit the classes, uh, whether incognito or not. So if you all wanna just poke your head into one of these weeks, I'd love to have it. And I still, now uh, I do have, I, we can keep going. So Rocio, David, let's, let's, uh, let's book your dates and let's, let's do it. Yeah. Rock and roll, man, rock and uh, roll. The only other thing I would say is making movies is, is asked to do live stream. We're doing like an Altissimo event, this like Cinco de Mayo fundraiser. So we had to figure out the Brady Bunch video thing all weekend, which was a mix of, you know, 
click tracks and <laughs> having people record on their iPhones and try to figure out how to make that all sync up. And um, so that's been that's been new. There's a lot of work to do for making movies. It's just not a lot of revenue. So it's still a, a challenge on, on that front. But um, but we're creatively busy. So that's that's cool. These are sessions that if people are interested, they can go online and register. Yeah, right? at artasmentorship.org. It's the Rebel Song Academy. And it's, it's just like a simple, you know, five question form. And you just register, it kicks you out the Zoom link. It's totally free. Uh, we're looking for young songwriters. Like uh, normally the class would be for, for like 13 to 19 year old kids, for teenage kids. Since the pandemic happened, like if somebody's 22 and they're developing their sure. their career and they want to just listen in, like I, I see no harm in that. Artasmembership.org. I'm going to circle back on some other questions, but David, let's let's head over to you. What has been happening since we last talked? I know the one of the records that you uh, helped produce, the Fiona Apple album, was released and it got really, really big critical acclaim. Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, it's been really a, a cool, wild ride. The last few weeks have been really amazing and the response has just been really humbling and awesome. And with regard to what's been going on with all this stuff I've been doing as a producer, the various states that, that a, a record goes through, you know, it is similar to someone who's birthing a child or a plant that's waiting to, to bloom in the desert. You know, the right amount of rain or not rain, the right amount of sun or not sun, all these things have a part of if this thing gets born and, and flourishes. So it's just been kind of like a breath of relief. Every time something you worked on gets actually out into the world, just, there's apprehension about it. And I feel that maybe that's something that as a on these, these online things where people are typing, yeah, it's great, you sound great, uh, you know, emoticons of hearts and stuff. It is similar to when we're playing live. We can see someone whose eyes light up and it's like those hearts coming out of their head. I've been really disparaging in the past about that world of like, oh, forget it, it's not as cool, you know, nothing replaces like being live. But when I was kind of just watching friends of mine, you could see their eyes light up and they're playing when they saw hearts come up or applause and that's been kind of like a big revelation as a, a guy just watching, being in the crowd, as it were. Okay, let's take a quick music break. This is a track from the new Fiona Apple album we were talking about. It's called Fetch the Bolt Cutters. David Garza co-produced it and played guitar on the entire album and even did the artwork for the cover. This is the tune he co-wrote. It's called Ladies. Ladies, 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 ladies. Ladies, 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 ladies. Ladies, 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 ladies. Ladies, 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 ladies. On the luminous effect and the parallax view and the figure and the form and the revolving door that keeps turning out more and more good women like you. Yet another woman to whom I won't get through. My nation's on the luminous effect and the parallax view and the figure and the form and the revolving door that keeps turning out. Good women like you Yet another woman to whom I won't get through 
You're listening to Alt Latino, and we're talking to three musicians who have been financially impacted by the lockdown. How's everyone doing economically? You can get as detailed as you want, or you don't have to, but record sales, performances, all of that stuff is obviously uh, down or eliminated. Are you guys getting by? Are things, how rough is it? What are you hearing from other musicians as well? Let's start with you, Rocio. Um, I'm not ashamed to say I, I applied for unemployment. <laughs> Right. And I, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get it. I, it took me a while to get on the bandwagon. I don't know why. I think you, I was hit very hard financially. Like for TV season, it was like a big deal for me. It was the money that I make usually at this time of year covers my daughter's school tuition and, um, and a lot of other things. And it's just that's like out the window. And this is money that I count on annually. and. Um, the amount of students that I lost was just like from one week to the next, it was like really for, for us like devastating. But, um, so I, you know, finally after talking to people, I, I thought, well, you know, let me just try and see what happens. I'm going to apply it. <laughs> and at least I say I tried and, and I, it looks like I'm qualifying and with these, you know, they're adding the 600 to, whatever you qualify. I mean, it's extremely helpful. I mean, I felt like I just like, felt like this big giant weight was lifted off of my shoulders when I was like, like, okay, so I, I know I'm good for a while because this is going to, I think that the program lasts until July 31st, where they add an extra 600 a week to what you're getting for unemployment. So I, I feel like with that, it's going to carry us and the stimulus check that we'll be okay. I mean, we're still, we're, we're on a tight budget. We had a lot of home improvements that we had to do and we have a mortgage and obviously my daughter's school, we, we talked about pulling her out of private school, but you know, we had a family discussion and I thought, you know, this is not the time to be making these kind of changes for her because it's already such a traumatic time of year and her age and like to yank her out of school and put her somewhere else, like in the middle of all this is just not what we wanted to do to her. So um, we'll, we'll be okay. We, we, we're, we're on a very tight um, budget with what our food, you know, we're not eating out <laughs> and, you know, we're not spending anything on any, but, but at least I know we're, we're going to get by and she's going to get to stay where she is and, and we'll, we'll be fine, you know, provided, I'm able to stay on this kind of plan for a while. Okay, Rocio, you told me one of the jobs that you were able to do was a string part for a song by the band Ozomatli. They added some strings to a new version of an old song. You recorded your part in your home studio. Tell us about it, and then we'll listen to a bit of the song. Well, yeah, they made the video. They re redid one of their old songs, but we all recorded on it, and so they just remixed it and made a video. It's called Cuando Canto. But it ends with like string quartet at the end. It's like a solo string quartet. So we each recorded from our house and they put us at the end. This is the song Cuando Canto, originally from Ozo Motley's 2004 album Street Signs. They recorded it in quarantine, individually in their home studio spaces. It's worth hearing part of the song because the lyrics are appropriate to what we are living. They say, when I sing my song, I want to inspire my people with a solution. When I wake up in the morning, I know I have the power for a triumphant day. And when I go to bed at night, I can look at the stars that give me hope. 
This is Ozo Motley, and be sure to listen for the string quartet at the end that includes our friend Rocio Marron. You can see her in the video posted on our website at npr.org slash altlatino. Check it out. You're listening to Alt Latino, and we're talking to three musicians who have been financially impacted by the national lockdown. David, what's happening with you, man? I, I applied for that unemployment. Hell yeah, man. It's our money. We pay that money. It's like it goes to weapons and killing people or it goes to, back to us. That's what I figure. So I definitely applied for it. No shame. And um, my stuff's on Bandcamp, which I, I, I've always loved Bandcamp. And both uh, April 1st and May 1st, they waive their, their Bandcamp fee. So um, both these April and 1st and May 1st were really great days for people donating for, to buy my music which is, it's so great to, to have that happen. And then um, I've, I do my paintings and my commissions of people that order my stuff online as well, which is, which is a, a big help. And, um, you know, I just have random, you know, producing money and, and uh, co-writing mailbox money, as I call it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just kind of holding on, hanging on by the, you know, no new uh, amps for me for a while. No, no new strings on my guitars. <laughs> uh, if I'm if I'm playing five string like Keith Richards, I'm fine. Whatever. It's it's interesting. Like this, maybe this kind of cultural thing that we have is, oh, you know, the the, the tortillas with melted government cheese. You know, the jokes growing up. And it's it's funny how this, these clouds still kind of linger over us about what, you know, when, when we need help asking the government for it. And like, I, like I've been, I, I was the same thing. Like, no, no, I can't be, there are people that need it more than us, but it's like, no, what every single one of us to pay taxes, this is our money and um, go get it, man. This, these are the times for it. Lighten the load. Thanks, man. Thanks. Enrique, what's happening? A very similar boat. Um, as, as kind of the, a leader in, in having two uh, parallel organizations have the band and then have the not-for-profit 
um, both had revenues streams come, you know, to a halt. Uh, the band was more drastic, uh, but the not-for-profit had, had events, had fundraising events and things that just disappeared. Um, so had to get, you know, stop getting paychecks basically for, for the time being and kind of counted our pennies. But um, and my partner and I also trimmed a budget to the, the, the bare essentials to survive. Um, and we started applying for every federal assistant loan, the PPP stuff, the EIDL, which is all kind of confusing and kind of laborious. And, and that, that's, that, that was the most unpleasant part of all this, this change was, was pivoting a couple of th- weeks of time to that stuff. And we, we are still waiting to hear back on a lot of those things. So the, the finances of the band, um, which directly affects my finances, are still very complex. But with the not-for-profit, this webinar series and the potential of ex- like expanding the programming using online platforms, after like a couple of weeks of hard work, we are now creating the space to move forward and have some semblance of normalcy from a financial standpoint. So we're not like through the woods yet, but starting to see the clear picture. Also, our band invented something. We are selling virtual house parties, kind of like your recital thing but we're creating a, a 20, 30 minute program that you can sell to someone who's affluent and hasn't been impacted by COVID-19. We sell it to them so that that way there's, there's some revenue, there's some income, and then we perform and we go through like kind of a creative, a creative interactive thing. And then we, we connect them to the ways that they can support the not-for-profit. And so it, it's a way to, for me to kind of, in lieu of physical events, be able to still knock on doors and say, hey, this is the work that's happening. I know there's many people that have been impacted, but there's some people that, that haven't been, that, that they're in a position where they're, where they're financially stable. And so we're experimenting with, with that. We, we did our first trial, trial of it this last weekend, and it was actually really fun. The, the house party had a blast with us, and, and we had a blast, you know, enabling them to have a blast. Um, virtual house, house party, right? everybody's in their homes uh, on Zoom. I think it's just kind of on us as creators to, to really invent a new path forward. Okay, now let's hear a little bit of music from Making Movies featuring Enrique Chi on lead vocals. They just released this single last month. Let's hear a little bit of it before we close out the show. I think you're going to recognize it too.
listen, everybody, thank you so much for doing this. David Garza, Rocia Marron, and Enrique Chi, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to our guests and for you for listening in. We're all facing uncertain times, and it's important to check on the musical community that has given us all so much joy. You have been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. Thank you so much for listening, and please, please, please be safe out there.